Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Like unto you, O Lord, is like unto you. You are glorious in holiness. You are fearful in praises. You are forever doing wonders. Father, we say, let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, as we go into your world, Father, we pray that your honor will come upon us in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Bless us. God bless us all in the name of Jesus Christ. Last week, we started off on the fear of the Lord. We started on the fear of the Lord and honor. And, you know, I was... Um, I got the copy of the visions from last week. And I think it was shared with us. And I was saying to the person that said it to me, I said, you know, if, if, if I, if it was so, it was so funny that, I don't know if you read it, it was, it was almost like exactly of what the sermon was saying. As God was calling for honor of his household. And it seemed to also coincide, and I would begin to extend this more and more, as the wordings begin to take shape within the structure. And you would might notice a little bit of difference. They might be telling you things you don't want to hear, or things you might not be comfortable with. As we said yesterday, they represent God. You know, um, we might have a lot of conversations, you know, with them. Is that one thing you need to understand? Is that the sanctuary belongs to the, to the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to explain a couple of things to them. You know, it's not only you carry cross here. No, you know, I get all the process and procedures, but do you know why it is the audience that carry the first cross into the, into the sanctuary? And why is it that they're the ones that lead you out? Because they are welcoming you into their house. That's what it means. So every one of us follows them. And when the service finishes in place where they do go in a procession as a recession, things like that, they lead them out, basically saying, you are welcome, it's not time for you to leave. And those things are biblical back, uh, backgrounds to it. So what I'm trying to say is that you know, we, 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 know, we would have time when we speak, to, when we have time with the wording and things like that. But for you to understand that, you know, certain things that you see in the Sabbath school, there are certain reasons why it's done that way. Because you, they are the one, it is their sanctuary. It is God's sanctuary, but they are the, guide, they are the guards of the place. So basically, if you come to somebody's house and they tell you do this, you have to you have to do it because it is their place. Does that make sense? And I just kind of felt that it was quite interesting when God began to speak certain things last week because I believe God also sensed, okay, yes, now my people, I I, I get seen in shape, and it's important I lay the mark down so that people know before now if that makes sense. God bless us in the name of Jesus Christ. It's not to scare any one of us. It's just for us to understand that you know, um, as we are growing as a church, there will be there will be, be a couple of things that you will be seeing and um, and noticing. So um, so just for us to kind of know those things as we as we move on. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Um. Like last week, you know, we, we kind of spoke on the fear of God and we're talking about honor. And as I move a little bit further into, into talking about honor, um, one thing I will say is that, you know, even if you are not here next week, please try to log online or watch whatever we say next week. Because I'm glad to you. One things that I'm about to teach, I think that, you know, even till this morning, I say, God, is this how we want to go? 
I don't want you to hear me out of context and I want God to please interpret his word to you. And it's not something that we can finish in a, in, in a day. That's why I said, don't, you know, take time. There is the podcast, there is the take time to listen to it. Or not release it as listen to the other half of it. If you, for one reason or the other, cannot come into the church. And for those listening to me online or those who might listen to this podcast. And I would lead some foundations. It's for us to also know that at times people speak as if whatever is happening now in the body of Christ, as bad as it is, or those challenges, people think that it is this is that our generation is worse. And when you understand, when you have that mindset, it is because probably that person has not understood the history of the church. When I mean the church, Christianity as it were. When you read the Bible, when you read the days of Paul, and where Paul was dealing with, you know, most of what you are seeing now is, is just play. When it is, it is, it is like, for example, somebody was talking to me at the time, you know, this is very, you know, someone something at the time, they say that the Yoruba culture is, is oppress, oppresses women. And I said, I said to that person, I said, I said, the problem is that, is that what you call Yoruba culture, as it were, is not Yoruba culture. See, if somebody says, I know Yoruba culture, and he's telling you history of 100 years of Yoruba culture, that person is still a novice. Because the culture, you your back did not start 100 years ago. Does that make sense? So I was saying to you, I said, I said, I said, I said, do you know that when the elders constitute, um, even in the palace, there is the place for Yalode, that is the person that represents the woman, and she has a say. So all these things that people say, ah, you know, because ah, this is how my grandfather was, when, when, when was that? So what I'm trying to say to you is that, if you say that I know Christianity was not as bad as this, which year of Christianity are you talking about? Is it the 50 years ago? Or 80 years ago? One of the things that is happening now was happening before. It was in one of the things that's made it difficult now is because it is now social media. Everybody, you can see everything. I guarantee you, if Guru Maharaj had social media in these days. You don't know what's called Guru Maharaj. You, you, you know, most of all these things that you think they, because Guru Maharaj was secluded in his, in his compartment. So that's why you think that, you know, it was all same. No, it wasn't. They were crazy people. What are, there was no social media that would carry everybody. Does that make sense? So I'm saying this for us too because because there are things that we'll be talking about and, you know, you might be forced to say, ah, you know, oh, that was the days of Paul. Can I tell you that Christianity is at its at its freest now? At a time in Christianity, the average age in a church, the average, when I mean the survival age was that when you give your life to Christ, the survival rate was about three years after that. Is it that you get you will get killed? So, when you begin to see Christians who, after they give their life to Christ, they live till 60, 70, 80. Ah, go and look at the days of Paul and the rest. But when we don't appreciate history, people will begin to say, ah, you know, this is that. No, it's not. Why is it important that you understand, we all understand that background? So that when you read certain things in the Bible, you will not say that, uh, you know, uh, they didn't face what I'm facing. Do you get what I'm trying to say? You know, uh, people talk about, oh, um, you know, the world is very sexualized now, which it is. But in the days of the apostles, in the Corinth, Corinth and all these uh, Corinth and things like that, it was worse. They had a temple. If you go to them, uh, uh, what's it called? 
um, Greece now and things like that. You see, see those temples where they do worship of idols and the way they worship idols is that there are ladies that are called ladies of the temple. And people come in and part of worship session is that people engage in sex. In the days of Paul. That's why Paul will be saying you should not be hearing these things in our midst that is common in those places. Because that it was a normal thing. So, people think it's just now. No, it's not now. That is why, you know, what I'm saying is that people need to be careful so that we don't appear before God and say, ah, God, my own generation was bad because of which generation? Are you, <laughs> do you know that there are some people lived before you who it was worse and it's not what he did? God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. So I, I just kind of created that background so that as we begin to look towards, to understand what Jesus is talking about, honor, you don't just say, you know, ah, in those days, it wasn't like, it wasn't like this. Maybe what you're talking about is 50, 80 years ago, 100 years ago, but that is, the world did not start 100 years ago. The world did not start 100 years ago. God grants us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So having said that, we, we, we read this scripture last week where um, Matthew chapter 10, verse 40 to 42, the Bible says that anyone who welcomes me Anyone welcomes you, welcomes me. Anyone who welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. So Jesus was saying, you know, if somebody honors you, they have honored me. And if they honor me by honoring you, then they have honored the Father. But Jesus did not end there. He now went forward and he said, whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive the prophet's reward. Whoever welcomes a righteous man as a righteous person will receive a righteous person reward. Verse 42 now went on to say that if you give a cup of cold water to the one or to one of these little ones who is my disciples, I tell you that person will certainly not lose their reward. So I I like it so that we can understand that. We, I explained it last week that Jesus was talking about the three levels of honor. The prophets in those days are regarded as the authorities. This prophet is not necessarily talking about an office of a prophet. Because in those days, even when the king was going to be ordained, they were ordained. So the prophets were the ones controlling as it were. So he's talking about authorities above you. He now said, a righteous person, that means that somebody who is at your level. And little ones are people below you. So, Jesus is saying that when you welcome these people, you, there is a reward that comes. There is a reward that is given, that you receive as you honor those above you, those are in, uh, on your level, and those below. Does that make sense? So we would we would we would start off from the authorities, as it were. But you know, um, Second John chapter chapter two, verse one, um, uh, chapter two, chapter um, second second John one eight. The Bible says, "Watch out, watch out that you do not lose what you have worked." what you have worked so hard to achieve. Be diligent so that you will receive your full reward. Why did I like full reward here? That means that it is not everybody that will receive full reward. Some will receive half reward. And some will receive no reward. This is not the question that my Christian or not discussed last, last week. Is that in your journey with God, there is the opportunity to receive full reward. There is opportunity to receive half reward. And there is opportunity to receive no reward. One of the challenges I, I concerns at times I see in scriptures and when Jesus is doing certain things is that at times you can lose something 
And Jesus will not tell you. Because that thing is an addition. Does that make sense? For example, if the disciples never told Jesus, teach us to pray, he will never tell them. And the Lord's Prayer, how did it come about? They said, teach us to pray. And he began, why did he not teach them before? There are certain things, somebody, somebody was going to get married. And there was a vision that said that they should not make noise. So that person now came to meet me and said, Bayo, if I make noise, what would happen? I said, what will happen? He said, he said is, it, is it that I will not be able to give back to a child? Or because that's normal, that's one of the things that, you know, uh, things that get. And I laughed, I said to that person, I said, I said, that person, I said the problem with what you're asking me is that you are looking at what you would lose rather than what you would miss. I said that, but I said, see, you might even get married in a very big way and nothing will happen. But what you don't understand is that you have lost something. But you have not lost what you have. You have lost what you should have gotten. And that is the problem with people. But I did it. Nothing happened. Yes, because God doesn't only penalize you from what you have. There are certain things that you do not know you will get. Like, for example, do you think that if Abraham did not sacrifice, want to sacrifice his son, God would have killed Isaac? No. I believe Isaac would have grown. Isaac would be okay. But what Abraham did not know was that in his obedience, God was waiting to give him a reward that Abraham never envisaged. So when you live your life as, uh, okay, what, if I now do this, what is the consequence? The problem is that the way God works is that it is not all things that you see, you know, consequence that is visible. So I told that person, I said, the problem is that certain things you would lose, but you will not realize that you lost it. Because you never got it in the first place. Until you get to heaven. And that's why the Bible will say that he said you were you you he said he said he said you are poor, but you are supposed to be rich. There are certain things that you would not know you lost until you get to eternity. And that's why the Bible says it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. It is so it is nature of God to conceal it, it's the glory of kings to find it out. So please, let me just, as we go into this, it's first of all that you understand that all this, you know, oh, you know, but that person was saying, ah, you know, no, they normally say that uh, you will not, you will not, um, you will not, uh, you will not give back, you know, this, you know, do that things like that. Many years later, when that person was speaking to me, after the wedding was done, big things like that, person had children, person had, everything was okay. But that person later told me, like, they discovered many years later that, ah, it was a difficult journey. But to the outside world, this person is perfect. Does that make sense? So God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm saying all of this as I prepare our mind to begin to understand that when Jesus was talking about reward, reward is not only what you know. Reward by God's system is certain things that will come into your life and you will not, you will not realize. So the Bible says in Romans chapter 13, verse 1 to 7, we read this. I know that it is, it is, it is quite an interesting bit for some of us. The Bible says, let everyone, let everyone to sub, be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authorities is rebelling against what God has instituted. 
and and those who are bring and those who bring who who and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For the rulers hold no terror for those who are right, but for those who are wrong. Now, before you begin to think that the Bible is talking about spiritual people, that's when, when Paul now went on to, um, to, to verse, just please just go to verse 6 and 7. The Bible says that, it says, this is also why you pay tax. He said, for these authorities are God's servants. Please note that this letter is written to the Romans. What does that mean? These, these were not Jews. The authorities there were not serving God. They were not Christians. But when Paul was talking, Paul said, they are servants of God. They are not, that's why so many of <laughs> we would, you know, that's why I said, you, know, you might feel a bit. <laughs> See, when we say, uh, no, we will do this, it doesn't matter what the government is saying. You are, it is lack of understanding of scripture. It is lack of understanding of scripture. God help us. I see places where, 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 because we want to burn incense, they switch off the fire alarm. And we think that that is acceptable for God. When the authorities of the land make a demand, He said, he said, for this is why you pay tax. Somebody will pay tax and don't tax. <laughs> That's why I said, you might not like what I'm about to preach this morning. But please let us gradually follow on. Amen. He says, who, um, who gives their full time to government? Give, um, give to everyone that what you hold it. If you hold tax, pay tax. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Somebody was saying to me one day, somebody said, I know my own wedding, we only did it in the registry. We didn't appear before a pastor. <laughs> I just laughed. I said, you have appeared before a servant of God. It doesn't, that's why I said, the people that Paul was writing to were not, this were not for, as in, the people that the church was under were not Christians. But when Paul would address this issue, I am trying for us to see opportunity so that we, when we meet God outside, you just don't dishonor him. The Bible goes on, and when we read 1 Timothy, we're just going to look at its different levels of, 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 of authority. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse, verse 1. It says, All who are under the yoke of servants, because in those days, they were slaves. He said, are to regard their own master as worthy of honor and respect so that the name of God and the teachings about him will not be spoken against. When A man was talking to someone and he said, there is a woman <laughs> I employed. Half of her time at work, she's preaching everywhere. She doesn't work. 
By the time she left, she had left bills on the phone because she was calling her son abroad. As that one represented Christ in anyway. Even though in her own eyes, she was preaching everywhere. You are not paid to come and preach. That is why you have your break time. I'm sorry, I know this doesn't... <laughs> Everybody's a bit quiet. God bless us all in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm just reading scriptures so that we will not lose out in total honor for God. That doesn't mean that you cannot relate to people. Exhibit Christ before them. But when you are underperforming at work, when you are the last, when, when, when they ask everybody to do everything, you are the only one that will not do your tax. And yet, turn up in church to be the most, as far as God is concerned, you have, you have, you have appeared before him dishonoring. Because you have let his name to be put to shame outside. Please note, like I said, these people were under Roman, see, one of the strongest um, um, rulers in those days were Romans. So these were not just, these were not just people who are, these people had no rights at work. But he said, no, you honor them. You honor them. You know, some people say that, you know, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, these people are very uh, are, are too are too harsh on me. You know, some people say, ah, you know, um, uh, you would be speeding because see, there was a time we were speeding and we, but our former church then because I was supposed to take Bible study, I was late, so the guy stopped us and he flung us down. He said, ah, you are you are rushing away, you are rushing. I said, because you are doing Bible study. Oh, I said, ah, when you charge all those kind of stuff, I don't know he gave us a ticket. Some people would say that say, ah, it's it's super full. Where where did you get that from? <laughs> See, these these things that I'm trying to share with us are things where the Bible says that there are honors attached to these things, but Christians would miss out. First Peter chapter 2, 20 to 21. The Bible says, but how is it to your credit if you receive beating for doing wrong and enduring it? Ah, oh God. They brought me into disciplinary. Ah, God, you know that I'm suffering. God said, no, it is, you, you, there is nothing to that. You did what is wrong and you are being punished. It's not. He said, but how is it to your credit when you are doing what is wrong? But if you suffer for doing good and endure it, then God commends you. That means that if you are standing on what is right at your workplace or at place and they victimize you on that, the Bible says God is saying, well done for doing that. But if you have done what is wrong, and see, somebody was sharing with me recently, and we were still talking to talking to that. You know, she was saying that she she was taking care of an elderly person, and because of the way she took care of that elderly person, that old man blessed her. Some people have missed such blessing; they are rushing to church to come and take blessing, whereas. God showed up at their workplace for them to receive a reward. But they missed it. And the Bible says, it says, it said that you were, it said, this for, this is, this you were called, to this you were called. Basically, when you are suffering for what you are doing that is right, the Bible is saying, now you are not living as a Christian. This is Christianity. But the fact that 
I run red light and I get tickets and I'm saying that it is the devil. It has nothing to do with the devil. That's what scripture is telling you. I mean, most of these teachings, you know, who say, ah, God, see, um, ah, the devil has put cowon in my finances. All the, I keep getting ticket, 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 ticket all the time. Now I begin to pray against it. God is looking at you and saying, why did you back there? Did you not see the sign? See, at times when we see when we see certain things through scriptures, half of all we call spiritual attack is not. Now, before, when we begin to look at this, there might be some questions and I want to first of all try to address it as we, as we move on. Is that the Bible says we should submit ourselves to all authority. Because all authority comes from God. Now, what does that, but what the Bible did not say, can I mention that, is that, I'm just going to, it said, all authority, this is just me quoting, all authority is of God, but it's not all authorities are godly. All authority comes from God, but not all authorities are godly. Because somebody will say, okay, are you not saying that all these wicked um, presidents, God, no. All authority is from God. But not all authorities are godly. And I think as we begin to move down that line, you will begin, I just want you to clear to, for you to understand. Now, one of the greatest, one of the worst um, leaders in scripture was Nebuchadnezzar. He put the people of God, Daniel, Shadrach, and into fire. But see what God told, spoke about Nebuchadnezzar, Jeremiah chapter 43. He said, Then the Lord said to them, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says I will send for my servant Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. This is the same king that oppressed the, the Jews. What I'm trying to say to you is that all authority comes from God, but not all authorities are God. Because when you don't, when we do, if we struggle to understand this, we would we could miss certain things. And please, like I said, it's not everything that I'll be able to address this week, but I beg you, please, try at some time to listen to whatever I say next week or the week after. You know, there was this servant of God in the scriptures, a The Bible says that his children were taking offering from people illegally sleeping with them, doing us kind of nonsense. The Bible says that Eli spoke to his children, but he did not listen. So why did God now curse Eli? Do you know the reason why Eli's children did not listen to him? They were both eating, eat together. That's what happened. I'll show you the scriptures. Let's go to the first Samuel. He said, so why do you scorn my sacrifice and offering? This is God speaking. Why do you give your sons more honor than you give me? For you and they have become fat from the best offering from the people of Israel. So the reason why the children were not listening to him was that as they bought the um, the uh, the share, Baba would take his own. I said, Ah, you the children, don't do that again. Like, that didn't work. <laughs> we need to get that. 
I think that is a major thing for parents. It's not only what you say, it's what you do. So when God cursed Eli, because he said, ah, but Eli tried. Eli, no, 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 no. When you read the scriptures well, Eli was taking kickback. The Obaku will say, Basically, your child is not working at the laundrette, but uh, dry cleaner, doing dry cleaning job. And yet they are bringing clothes to the house. And you are not asking them, where did you see this one? And that was what was happening to him. That was when God was going to descend on him. God descended on not him, not his children alone, but him. He was talking the talk, but not doing anything. And he would begin to say, I'm going to, let's go to let's go on, please. First Sabbath, again, three. I'm trying to point out something because I'm coming somewhere with this. He said, God said, I have warned him that judgment is coming upon him and his family forever. Now, so, God has been telling Eli, what you are doing is wrong. What you are doing is wrong. What I'm trying to establish here was that, is that the pattern in Eli's children's habit and Eli was well known. How now, but there was a woman who, um, um, Hannah, um, uh, the, 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 yeah, Hannah, the mother of Samuel, yeah. went into the temple and was crying. And Eli called her, you this drunk woman. Please, if it were to be you, that you are well aware, documented evidence of how this man and his children cannot control themselves. What would be the first thing you see? <laughs> how dare you? And no wonder. You can't even understand when if somebody is praying, you are so you are so filled with corruption that you cannot see. But see how she responded. See how she responded. Let's go first summer chapter. They might say, Oh, oh, he said, Oh no, sir. She replied. I have been, I have, I have not been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am very discouraged. I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Do not think I am a wicked woman, for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. Someone will say, Ah, I am offended. I just walk away. Let's go with it. He said, in, in that case, Eli replied, Peace, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. Oh, thank you, sir, she exclaimed. And she went back and began to eat again. Please. <laughs> this is a man that the whole church knows that he cannot, he cannot control you. If she had missed that opportunity, she had missed God. Was God condoling his habit? No. Why? Because we saw God's judgment on him. This is how Jesus puts it. Second, I sorry, Matthew chapter 23. Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit. In, they sit on Moses' seat. That means they occupy a position. He said, so you must be careful to do everything they are telling you to do, but do not do what they do. What is he saying? Honor them. Because of the position they occupy. But what we do now is that we disregard everything 
But that was not the teachings of Jesus. Did Jesus condole their heart? No, he did not. But he said, honor their positions. Honor their positions. I would go through another story of a particular person in the scriptures as I begin to just, you know, try to expand it a bit, then we would come together to the place of prayer. People would say that Saul was a king chosen by people. Yes and no, because God himself knew to that process. Why? Because all authority comes from God. So when we read 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 10, the Bible says, Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel, saying, I regret I have made Saul king because he has turned away from me. So God made Samuel, sorry, Saul king. And you begin to see how David was dealing with that position. Now, I will just give, you know, after that, one of the things that happened is that Saul kept on trying to kill David. And David would always have opportunities given by God as God was testing whether he understands the issue of honor or not. So let's see one of the scenarios. First Samuel chapter 24, verse 3 to 4. I'm just going to read, I'm just seeing that scripture for a while, but as in, uh, on that passage. He said, He came to the sheep pen along the way, and cave, and a cave was there. And Saul went to relieve himself. David and his men were far back in the cave. Then his, the men said, said, This day the Lord has spoken. When, when he said to you, I will give your enemies into your hands for you to deal with them as you wish. What happened was that Saul did not know that David was there. They came to kill David. David was hiding and his men. So Saul had dropped his own weapon and things like that. And he said, hey, this is what God was saying to you. This is the opportunity that God has given him to kill this man once and for all. And when you go to verse 7, the Bible says that with these words, David sharply rebuked his men. He said, do not allow and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went his way. David went out of the cave and called out to Saul, My Lord the King. Please note, this is the same man that wants to kill him. My Lord the King, when Saul looked behind, David bowed down and prostrated himself to, to his, um, with his face to the ground. And he said, to Saul. Why do you listen when men say David is bent on harmony? This day you have seen with your own eyes how the Lord has delivered you into my hand in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but I spared you. I said I will not lay my hands on, on my Lord because he is the Lord's anointed. See, my father, this is Saul he's talking to. <laughs> my father, look at, look at this piece of your robe in my hand. I cut it from the corner of your robe, of your robe, but, but did not kill you. See, there is not, see, there is nothing in my hand to indicate that I am guilty of wrongdoing and rebellion. I have not wronged you. But you are haunting me to take my life. Please, what do you think that David was? He was trying to convince him. That's what David was doing. I, I don't mean harm to you. Why 
are you doing all of this? And see, please note, please note that they had already anointed David as the king. Some people have not been be anointed. They only had a dream that God was going to use them to after a particular person. It's the end of opportunity. No, 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 no. This guy must be bad. That's why, that's why God is. If, if he's not corrupt, why would God be talking to me that he wants to use me? And the Bible says, then he went on the verse. He said, May God judge between me and you. May, may God avenge the wrong you have done to me. But my hands will not touch, will not touch you. And now see what. Saul said, let's go to verse 16, please. The Bible says that when David finished this, Saul asked, is that your voice, David, my son? Amen. He said, is that your voice, David, my son? And And the Bible says, he wept aloud. Verse 17. Saul said, you are more righteous than I am. He said, I have cheated, I, you have cheated me well, but I have cheated you badly. Please, after that, what do you think has happened? Everybody's happy, everybody's okay. But then Saul again, after that all scenario, Saul went after David again to kill him. And you will see again in chapter 26. You had chapter 26 of verse 8. It said, Abishad said, now again, they looked, they tried to kill David. But David said, the same event happened again. And this is David saying, today, God has delivered your enemies into your hand. Now let me pin into the ground and trust the, 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 and, and with one of the trusts of, of his pair, I will not strike him twice. But David said to Abishai, do not destroy him. Who can lay hand on God's anointed and be guiltless? Surely as the Lord lives, the Lord himself will strike him or, or his time will come and he will die. Or he will go into battle and perish. But God forbid, verse 11, God forbid that I should lay my hands on the anointed. Now, now get the spear and the, and, 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 the, and, 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 and the water jug near his head and let us go. Because they were all sleeping. Please note in verse, um, verse 12, the Bible says, David, so David took the spear, the spear and the water jug near Saul's head and they left and they left. No one knew Sorry, no one saw or knew about it. They, nor did anyone wake up. They were all sleeping because the Lord had put a deep sleep on them. Why would God make Saul sleep if he didn't want David to kill him? I said, it's not every opportunity that God gives you that you take. And you will see again, if you if you were in verse 22, David now confronted him again and said, Oh God, I, I am not planning to kill you. And things like that. If you go to verse 25, just because of our time. Then Saul said to David, May you be blessed. <laughs> David, my son. It was as if <laughs> it was the same scenario again. All I'm saying to you is this. David understood that a leader can be horrible to you, but that does not mean God has not called him over your life. Does this make sense to us? Let me show you a scripture as we just quickly 
First Peter chapter 2. Verse 18 and 19. Bible says, slaves, that's or servants or workers, any you know, you can put people who are paid to do a job. He said, in in reverence of fear of God, submit yourself to your masters. He's saying, have, let the fear of God consume you so much that you would submit yourself to your leaders. I mean, please no, this is not what setting. He's even talking about even at your workplace. So he said, not only to those who are good and considerate, but those who are what? Harsh. <laughs> people say, I know, uh, you know, I, I only, only roll with people that, you know, I can't, I can't handle this. If you're harsh to me, I give it to you. <laughs> That's not scripture, man, and sons. The Bible says, for it is commendable if you bear, if, you, if, if, if someone bears up, or bears up under pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. So the reason why David was doing it was because he was conscious of God, not because of Saul. Not because of Saul. I'm just going to just say this as we go on, is that there are two things, two words that the scripture always use side by side. It is submission and obedience. Christians are always called to, to, to submit to people who are placed in authority over them. But you are not always supposed to obey when it comes contrary to God's word. You can submit to somebody and yet not obey. That's what scripture teaches. That's the way you see Shadrach, Bishad, and Abednego. The way they spoke to the king, honorably, and said, you know, sir, we cannot do this. But any other thing you tell us to do now, we will do. You know that we've been living our life in such a way that we've never been a problem to you. They were submissive, but they did not obey what control, what contradicts God's word. And I think at times the difference that Christians cannot separate the difference between submission and obedience. You can submit to an to a, an authority, and with submission and reverence, you would see submission. Sorry, obedience is the heart you carry out. Submission is the is the is the is the is the, is the, is the mode, the position of your heart. Is what declare it what talk about your submission. Does that make sense? So God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm just going to just say something to us as we come to the place of prayer. I know that these things at times are challenging, but they are scriptures. I will share a testimony to you, uh, with you. There was a man that was in a church. He was a senior person at his workplace. And the pastor taught out of Romans chapter 13 about honoring and things like that. There was a position that he was supposed to get. It was more like a director level, but it was just, uh, um, I don't know how, but it was more like a very senior manager close to director level and things like that. And they did not give him that job because he was black. He was the most qualified. Everybody knew that he was the most qualified. Because he was handling the team when that person was, when the person was off. 
And so it was clear that he was cheated for that reason. And he was prepared because he was in the States, he was prepared to take them to court. And they, so he came to join that day and he preached that sermon. So after the service, he called his pastor. He said, This is what they have done. And if I go to take them to, um, I would win the case. It is obvious. And the pastor said, Well, you know, you can go to court, it's your right. Or you can do it the way we've taught in church today. And the man made up his mind to say, you know, because I've had this war today, I will go to, to, to the workplace and do the same. He bought a gift for that man and he took it to his office and he said, I just want to say thank you. And so I just want to congratulate you on your job. And I'm here to just tell you that anything you need, I would support you to ensure that you become a success. Of course, the man was taken back. But the man later accepted. And they went on. A rivalry company called him and said, we want to offer you a senior role. I'm sorry, a more senior role. Please note that, you know, and I'm talking about um, tech companies, and these are very high, high, paying, high paying jobs. And the guy said that, um, and, and, and the guy said, no, 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 no. I am happy with where I am. I just want, because he was really putting himself, saying, you know, I'm just going to do this because of what I've had and things like that. And so this was a couple of months after that. And he said, no, no, let us talk. Let us have a conversation. Let's, book, let's talk over coffee and things like that, or lunch and things like that. So he went to them and he said to him that, you know, we want to really offer you this, this role. And the man said, no, I am not interested. You're just wasting your time. And I said, okay, you know what? Why don't you go and uh, talk it over with your wife? We are happy to give you whatever it is that you want. And things like that. He didn't tell his wife until a day to the meeting, the night to the meeting. So he remembered. So I said, No, these people called me. I don't really want to go. Said, and in man's wife now made a decision. And he said, You know what? The rate at which I am, what I'm paid as a very senior person in a, tech, a large tech company, I would multiply it times three to push them away. So when they ask me for an offer, I will give them and multiply by three. So he wrote it down, and when they went for this meeting, he just said to them, he said, they were saying that, you know, I said, no. he, said, he said, he said, have you spoken to you? I said, yeah, yeah, we've come up with an offer. In his mind, he was saying that, you know, these people will not. Okay, so he wanted to pull his hand out and give that uh, offer, that the, the numbers he was offering. And he must say, no, 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 before you give us that. Let us first of all share what we have with you. So they wrote it down on a piece of paper and pushed it to him. And he almost passed out because it was times four what was in. So in shock of seeing what he was given, the man said, oh, you must not be happy with it. Okay, let's, give, let's go higher. And by the time you know, he got back home and was like, I'm in offer times five of what I'm hearing. He told them, said, I'm a Christian, I need to go and pray. Said, yeah, yeah, go and pray about it. And things like that. What I'm trying to say to you is this, is that when they were praying about it, God said to them, because you chose to honor in the place where I have myself honored you. What I'm sharing with you today, it's not it's not, it's not easy. The Bible clearly says it. But that is how God honors his people. I know someone who, I was listening to someone, you know, who, who, who had a job and they had an offer that was a bit higher than their job. And, but the, the manager was saying, I need you to please stay home for me, because it was obvious that if they had left, they would have exposed a lot of things. Not covering wrong, but it would have made, and the man said, I just need your help. Please stay. And they did. 
They lost that job. The other offer that came, they lost it. Many couple of years, I think uh, close to a year, that manager that said, please stay, left. So the person said to me that, ah, I have lost the job that came. This one also, ever this my peace I get. But today, they are in a very higher position than that. Because God will always honor you himself. So as we go through this path of honor, we are still going to, I understand, please don't get me wrong, we're still going to get to the point where we begin to talk about abuse and things like that, but that's why I said, please do not just hand Lord and listen to you now. But I cannot finish it in all, in all truth. All, all but it's first of all for you to understand that God, irrespective of what who a person is, you honor them. That is the only way God's reward will keep flowing through. Some of us have lost or have lost rewards on our ways because we have refused to honor. I was serving with a servant of God. There was a day that I wasn't happy with Saturday's decisions that he wanted to take. And I called him out and I said, share this so you can I said to him, I said, this thing, I don't think it should be done this way. I said, but you are my leader. I said, I will stand out there and I will stand by you. I said, I do not agree with it, but I honor your position. Whatever you want me to do, just let me know. I did not say that of, no, in fact, that thing went wrong and somebody came to me and I said, ah, how, you, you are there and this thing happened. I said, no. I said, that is what we agreed on doing. We are sorry we made the wrong step. So I am not telling you to do what has not been done before. But when God will bring his honor, he will honor you in such a way that you, you will be shocked yourself. It might not be in a day. It might not be in a year. It might not be in ten in, in five years. But when he comes, you will be surprised. But stand in the place of honor. If a leader is awkward to you, honor them. That is scripture. And I said to us, submission is from the heart. You may disobey somebody, but you submit from your heart. So you reverence them. And I said to the, like what we said today, even the policeman that stops you on the road, you honor them. There was a pastor that said that you know, a, a, a man, a, a man called um, a man, a man, a man. He was running because he was trying to catch a flight, and he beats. And so the traffic man stopped him, and he, and the man came and said, oh, "Sorry, officer." I'm so sorry, I do apologize. I know I did wrong. I think it's like that. And man was looking at him and man said, you know, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said I, you know, please do your job. Thank you for doing what you do. And things like that. The man was surprised. The man refused not to write it because he was like, I've never seen. Because the first thing people do is that they will forgive you all the excuse. The man that off the it's not all the time. There's a man also that he did the same thing. He, he allowed the man to write his ticket. After he wrote his ticket, he said, "Oh, thank you, sir. I do apologize for wasting your time. I should have done this, but thank you for the work you're doing." A face again. The officer was so pained that he wanted to. If he had the power, he would change that ticket. Honor opens doors for you. That dishonor has shot for them. And what we are sharing today is that why are we talking about honor in this season? Because God said, I want to do a lot for you this year. But these are opportunities or doors that God will be hoping. And because we are used to say, you know, no, 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 you know, you don't deserve my respect if you don't respect me. That is great. But fortunately, that's not scriptures. That's the scriptures. God grant us grace that they will teach us. It's just a couple of things that we will come to the place of prayer. Peter said, let's go, please. Um, is it?
is God. The, now, Peter saying so, Peter said, show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Please, before you think that this emperor was somebody that was good to Peter, or somebody that Peter agreed with, let's go to the book of Acts. The Bible says it was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, and put to death by sword. When he saw that this met the approval among Jews, he proceeded to seize who? Peter. So the same Peter that is standing in church, telling people, honor the emperor, is the same one that just came out of prison, that was arrested for the wrong reason. I will just ask you that God would help us in this journey. Why, why I quoted that scripture, this last scripture for us, for you to know that these people are not talking because they don't have experience. They were killed. They were being put to death. But yet they honored them. Let's rise up, please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.